America's favorite family is back. We are talking all about This Is Us, Season 2, Episode 1. And believe me, there are no shortage of tears, so stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. I love this opening. <laughs> right? Perfect. <laughs> because it is a bittersweet episode. It oh was a God. very yeah. bittersweet episode. Oh my gosh, I cried. And the, I mean, I was expecting to cry. Were you guys expecting to cry? You have no I, choice. Uh, this, so- this show is specifically for my tears. I mean, exactly. The hashtag, the hashtag has a box of tissues next to it. It has So to. they expect us to cry. You know, it's funny. I saw a This Is Us uh, preview and it was sponsored by Kleenex. I was like, this is <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Perfect. No, I swear to God, it was sponsored by Kleenex. Right? Oh my gosh. Well, welcome after buzzers. We are so excited to be here talking all about season two. This is us, episode one, Father's Advice. Uh, my name is Candace Cruz. You can find me on all of my social media at Candace R. Cruz. And I'm joined by my fantastic panel right here. Hey guys, I'm Keith Andre. You can follow me everywhere at Keith underscore Andre. This show is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god! It's so it's emotionally draining, but I'm so excited to be here. This is yeah. actually one of my favorite shows of all time. Every time I need a really good cry, I watch this show. Yeah. If you guys want to watch me cry, you can follow me all over social media <laughs> at Lena Nori, and you guys will see me cry during this episode. Season two, guys! I'm so excited. Um, I'm back for a second season. It's so exciting. I'm Erica Shannon, and you can find me on Twitter at Miss Airy Baby. Oh my gosh, guys. This episode literally picked up right where they left off, yes. which I love. I think they do such a good job on this show with their timelines and the way they mix it up and keep you constantly guessing and just mm-hmm. like everything is so fluid at all times. It's my favorite. So yeah. we kind of broke it up because there's a lot going on in the first episode. And we're going to talk a little bit about each of the little partnerships of the family. So we'll just kick it off with... Randall and Beth, why not, right? Yes. All about adoption. Randall's got baby fever. (laughs) Yeah, he does. (laughs) Randall said it so best about their relationship. They are perfectly imperfect. Mm -hmm. And what I love about them is they really don't follow each other. Like, Beth definitely stands her ground. But then again, at times, she takes a step back. You know, Randall had all of his issues with first losing his first father and then losing his second father. And it's funny... When she broke it down perspectively, when she was talking to his biological father in the park mm-hmm. before they passed away, she's like, first, he just brings you in and doesn't even ask me. And right. then he brings the nanny in my basement for a year. And it's the when you look at a marriage act that's seeing how hard it is for marriage to actually last nowadays, mm-hmm. the fact that they have such good communication, even when they have bad communication, they get right back on track, yeah. I think is beautiful. Yeah. And I think yes. it was important to see Beth and Randall have bad communication, mm-hmm. to see that, you know, they have a regular marriage. Like you said, the perfectly imperfect tagline was perfect. And I think Beth is probably one of my, like, favorite characters. Mm-hmm. I really yes. like how she called him out on the whole adoption situation mm-hmm. to begin with and how he's just dealing with himself. <laughs> so I like them a lot. I think they do a, a great job of displaying, like, marriage and partnership more so. For sure. Exactly. I do agree. I agree that they don't follow each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, you can tell that they stand side by side and they're walking into whatever situation with each other. I love right. it. I love their relationship. I think it's mm-hmm. one of the best relationships on TV. Even yes. 
in addition to Jack and Rebecca, but I just love in present day what they have going on. She's a girl boss. That's what I love about her. <laughs> yeah, is that she, she, is. she does stand her ground, and I think we don't see enough of partnerships within marriage represented on television. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's more of either the dysfunctional relationship or whatever it may be. This is the first time where I've seen like a true... You know, they equal each other out and they're individuals, but they complement one another. Yeah. And the the best, best, best part of the relationship this episode for me was, you know, Randall quit his job and mm-hmm. he was at home making breakfast for his daughters. And he's, by the way, I, I know I mess, I said this during the, while we were watching it, he's so much like his father. Yeah. Like he's such yes. a good father and obviously an exemplary father himself. But it's a scene where his daughters are like, Daddy, mommy goes to work now, and now you're at home. You're like the girl now, and he's right. like, "Excuse me, excuse me, don't be pulling Hold that up. backwards ish on me." Right? Like he's like a father can be at home too, and I mean, obviously, I'm sure income wise, they're more than fine. They live in a huge home, oh, for and sure. yeah, I'm oh, sure he makes yeah. so many great investments. So the fact that. I like that they kind of shine light on that. Like, wait, wait, stop right there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it does show the world is a different place. But like you said, I think a good point to make and a good point that the show makes with the writers is that um, he does, or Beth and Randall's relationship does mirror uh, Rebecca and Jack's relationship yeah. in a lot of ways. Like, he is so much like his father. And I think to streamline that is something that's beautiful to see. And it makes the show make so much more sense. And it's not his biological son. I, that's right? the crazy part yeah. about it, right? But that could be the reason why he is so much like him. You know what I mean? Because he has that relationship and maybe latching on to pick up those traits that we'll never see Kevin have. But even he's like William, too, because when William mm-hmm. and Beth were in the park, it's true. she was saying that he's bullheaded just like William, yeah, like father, like son. And of course, that touched William because he's like, I haven't known my son in 36 years. And to say he's taken after me. Yeah, it's a is, big deal. It's a, a big deal. Yeah. Right. So... I, I think that he has a little bit of both fathers. Yeah, And for even sure. without him realizing it. Mm. What I loved about the whole adoption, I don't want to say controversy because it's not necessarily the, the best term, but the, <laughs> the argument right? that these two are having is that they're having an argument. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, to see them withstand that and actually have communication throughout that, and to see her throw him under the bus when they're talking to that <laughs> social worker, right? where she's like, Hmm. Can we just find a child sitting on the front of a fire uh, firehouse, yes. and then it Die will scratch out. my husband's itch? Thank you very sense, much. Right? And it walks out, and then to do that on his birthday too. That was like supposed to be the right. birthday present. So yeah. I mean, they take ownership of who they are for sure. In That's their one hell of a birthday present. <laughs> oh my God. I would have liked to see though. And maybe we'll see it as the season goes on. But them have the initial conversation, like we saw it at the end of last season, where. Randall was like, I want to adopt, or we should adopt. Mm-hmm. But I want to see how Beth got to the point that she's, like, sitting in the social worker's office like that. So I want to see that kind of build out. Mm-hmm. As yeah, because remember, on. she thought she was pregnant, and she mm-hmm. was... A li- I could tell... She- I felt like she was a little bit excited about it. Yeah. Where Randall was kind of, like, taking a step back, like, uh, do we really want this right. right now? But I think... I feel like on every episode, there's, like, some underlying message. And I feel like with their exact relationship and their exact situation, when she brought up the idea of possibly adopting an older kid, mm-hmm. I think it sheds light on what I feel like the message is, which is what I just said a few minutes ago, is nurture versus nature. Like, Randall mm-hmm. yeah. is so much like his father because of how he was raised. So right. she's like, why don't we give another kid that's not a newborn a chance to have a life that's on the streets or doesn't have someone that loves him? And I think that that goes to show that it is, a lot of times, the nurture 
of how mm-hmm. people love you and support you and encourage you. And then that's mm-hmm. what she's kind of saying. Like, if we're going to do this, we're going to throw our lives upside down. Let's just do it with Let's someone that has no one. And what I did like about it is going back to what you were talking about, mm-hmm. the, it, it made, as we're talking more about it, it almost emulates so much more of Rebecca and Jack because Rebecca had just lost her third child Mm -hmm. and had carried it to full term and then didn't really originally want Randall at all. And we even saw a little bit of that in season one where Mm -hmm. she couldn't adapt to him. They weren't taking to each other very well. And it's almost reflective of what Beth and Randall's situation was where she thought she was pregnant, didn't carry through. Maybe she's having some reservations about like, I want to have my own child. I don't want to necessarily adopt. Just because this worked out for you doesn't mean that it's meant to be... Yeah. For us, you I know was what definitely I mean? feeling that a little bit early mm-hmm. at the first half of the episode. Yeah, I was like, maybe she's hesitant because she wants to have a child Apparently. naturally. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I think to go back to kind of your point with Beth, I think it is a subtle like character development only because earlier in the episode, like you said, at the park where she was speaking with William just about oh he moved you in and he moved the brother in and then, you know what I mean. So I think we get to see like those subtleties in her. I don't think it'll be like a big switch as to why she all of a sudden you know goes with it or the decides to like turn up at him with that right. social worker <laughs> and fake smoke outside right like, that, that was, that was, that was, that was like because when i didn't i didn't catch that there wasn't anything in her finger so i was like what is she outside what is, wait a minute fake like smoking. i know she and william did they thing in last season oh, and everything yeah. like that but uh-huh. i was like beth my observation of beth is she reminds me of a lot of women that i'm either like related to or i have around me like very strong very independent she seems like a woman that doesn't like change. Mm-hmm. And I myself oftentimes don't like change, and it's just a part of life. So here comes this clean-cut woman, raises her daughters to a T. They're very, very well-behaved, very proper, this kind mm-hmm. of perfect, molded marriage with a husband that has a corporate job, and you live in a nice house, and you have the nice cars, and they live in a nice neighborhood. And then here comes like a biological father pretty much off the street, uh, Manny living in your basement that says inappropriate stuff, does whatever he wants, yep. is like keeps your kids up late at night, and then now the husband wants to adopt a kid. Like that's three or four huge changes. Major differences. Yeah. 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 Right. So I feel like she's kind of taking a step back. Like this is a lot. Like. I think she's handling it pretty damn well, though. I think so, too. And I think it speaks, like we keep saying, it goes back to their marriage and this partnership, right? Like, at the end of the day, what am I going to do? I'm going to be with you. And we see that a lot with Randall and Rebecca. Mm -hmm. And we also... um, With um, Jack and Rebecca. Yes, and going into that, Randall does go and talk to... Randall and Rebecca. That is kind of... I think we know. I was going to say. (laughs) But, you know, that's because Kevin tried to call him out, you know, when they were younger. Don't try to cover up your slip-up. Uh-huh. You are trying to have... I do just want to say, before we move on really quickly, I think it's interesting because Sterling K. Brown, in another show, Army Wives, he also, he and his wife on that show, adopted. So I just think it's interesting how, in this show now, he's adopting as well. I just just thought that was cool. Can we also fangirl over him for a second? Because the dude just won an Emmy. Oh, yeah. Like, come on. (laughs) Well-deserved. Right? Well-deserved. That was so rude. But he was, yeah. he definitely deserved it. Out of the win that This Is Us had, that's, I mean, kudos to him. For so sure. Congratulations For to Sterling. Sure. Oh my he gosh. Was fantastic in the, in the whole season one. So going into Randall and Rebecca, because we talked a little bit about that, but Randall does yeah. go and talk in a to, way. in a different way. <laughs> right. This is not the way you were planning it to be. <laughs> we're talking about when Randall actually confronts his mother about yeah. the adoption story. 
I can't stand Kevin. Yeah, like yeah. the scene in the Randall movie. Rebecca, Kevin, I can't say. <laughs> no, because in the scene where they're at the movies, oh, all yes. I'm picturing okay. in their relationship is he looks over to Kate. Like, first of all, how are you 15 and think of stuff like that? First of all, why do you have a hickey on your neck? That's besides the point. Mm-hmm. But he's looking at Sophie. Kate, going, "Oh, now right. that uh, now that Dad's out of the picture, Randall's gonna make his move." Like, really? Yeah. The poor I think kid that just Kevin loves his mother. Had, you know this resentment we know towards Randall mm-hmm. forever, mm-hmm. and you know whatever that happens with the sibling rivalry. But you do we get we get to see the closeness of Randall and Rebecca when he does go and he confronts mm-hmm. her mo- confronts his mother, and he's like, "No, I've heard this story, but let's mm-hmm. be real. Like, let's yeah. let's get down what, to it. What's the truth of yeah. the matter?" But I, it does shed light on a lot of other things, too, within, like like you said, with the underlying message of, you know, adoption in general. I think they did mm-hmm. a great job about the way she was just like, you know yeah. what? I didn't really want you right. to begin mm-hmm. with. Like, there was an honesty yeah. and a vulnerability to it that was, like, After wrenching. she lied for 37 right, years, though. exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess now's the time. Family time, <laughs> but still. And that's one thing that I really appreciate about this show. Even last season, I would say how honest and truthful. Yes. For sure. And how they would attack. Not attack, but, like, confront each other. And it's not a confront and go to commercial. It's like, okay, we're going to have this conversation and we're going to have it right now. And then we'll go to co- commercial when it's done. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just, like it. I, it, I love that it's still. I mean, it's the second season, but I love that they keep they continue to go on with that. For but sure. Rebecca just lies so much. Like you lie about Randall's paternal father. Um, you lie about the fact that you always wanted him. And I feel like unless Randall would have like, if he didn't confront her the way he did, it she would have taken that shit to the grave. However, I agree with that point. I do, because I completely understand that. But at the same time, seeing it from, like, another perspective, she is a mother. And a mother's instinct is to protect your child. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of things that I'm sure we don't know that our mothers are trying to protect us from. And, like, you try and protect your, your children from seeing the worst of things. You don't want them to, like... And you also don't want them to resent you either. That was her biggest fear from the get-go. Yep. And also the biggest fear that William might take her child back. Because when she did get attached to him, she didn't want him to be taken away from her. Yeah. But they're not children anymore. She can't make that decision for him. Yeah, but we're always our parents' they're, kids. Yeah, mm-hmm. You know, we're always her, the children. Mom, what are you keeping from me, Mom? I know you're watching. <laughs> Tell me. Yeah. Tell me. Tell me now. Tell me all the secrets. No, she didn't have to be like, I didn't want you. I mean, clearly she did not want him. Like, it was definitely mm-hmm. forced on her. But she could have been, like, he's a grown adult now. She could have been like, you know, it was a very difficult time at the, you know, at the time your father really wanted me to adopt you and I'm still trying to grieve over my son and I felt like he was trying to replace one death with another life. Like there's mm-hmm. a there's a politically correct way, I guess you could say that she could have said of it. Of course. Yeah, but I You're mean, at the end of the on, day she did it. So I mean I think we have to give her kudos for that. You're saying when Randall was younger she should No, have done not it? when she was younger, but they're thirty seven the conversation in the kitchen. You're saying. Like, I'm sure Randall throughout time we haven't seen it has struggled with being a parent. Could she could have brought it up as an example. Yeah, but I, th- I mean, I'm I'm fine with the time frame that she chose to do it. I feel like she did it in an honest way. Yeah, he may have had to prime her to, to get the right answer out of her, but I think that's part of her character. And to your point, I think the show does a really good job of just being, like, super truthful and honest. Like, mm-hmm. that's one of the things I appreciated watching the episode because as people, insecurities, dreams, goals, all that stuff doesn't just fade away. So to see each of them still go through their own struggles mm-hmm. and they still have that, I like 
like that we get to see that consistency as we start this season as well. And one thing, too, about Rebecca that I've noticed with her character development when we're looking at younger Rebecca with Jack still around mm-hmm. and older Rebecca, older Rebecca is very reserved. She doesn't talk much. Yeah. She's very quiet. She's very observant. She keeps to herself for the most part. And when she says something, she says it. But she was a lot more talkative and forceful and very just outright blunt as a younger person. So I'm wondering mm. how detrimental Jack's death, death could have been to her. Because we haven't seen that evolution between... We haven't seen the connect. We've seen yeah. her with him. And then we just now got a glimpse of, you know... Her him, without him. Without him. So we haven't seen the, the draw between. Well, she goes from being married to Jack, who in my opinion is like the best man, like, in terms of being a father, mm. in terms of being a husband. Mm-hmm. Yes, I get it. He's an alcoholic. Right. <laughs> so she was married to this incredible man who loves her so much. Yes, he's not perfect. Mm-hmm. Perfectly imperfect relationship, yep. as they were saying. But the way Jack loves her, I feel like there's no woman in this world that can watch This Is Us and see the way Jack loves Rebecca and not want that love. And then you have... This loser Miguel that oh she's got. I knew where I was going. Hate Miguel. Hate Miguel. The Miguel I, hates Miguel. Honestly, it's not my fault that I don't like Miguel. I feel like the show has scripted him not to like him. Mm-hmm. They've yeah. shown him kind of like being the little weasel from the sidelines. Mm-hmm. And listen, for all I know, maybe he helped her through a hard time and helped the kids. But as of right now, I don't like Miguel. And no. I feel like... Jack, like, when you're living with someone and you love someone and you have that relationship where you guys just connect, there's a spark. There's a fire. Like, when Jack closed the door on her, she was just there knocking. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. she wouldn't be knocking yeah. for Miguel. She'd be like, bye-bye, Miguel. Oh, my God. <laughs> bye, Felicia. <laughs> or at least I would say bye-bye, Miguel. I mean, I don't like Miguel either. I still don't care for him. I, I'm loving that we <laughs> have Miguel. some people up in the chat right here. Yay! Hi, everybody. Hey, what's, what's up? What's going on? People are way too hard on Rebecca because she's not perfect like Jack seems to be. Yeah. And I, and I think that comes out of a result of seeing how great, like you said, Jack is. And so, I mean, you have no choice but to lack. You're not going to top, you know, Jack. Like, he's a great character. Hit the road, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> it should actually be hit the road, Miguel. Hit the really, road, Miguel. I do appreciate, though, that Jack admitted that he has a problem yes he and it's crazy because when they were having that conversation in the doorway i thought back to when jack walked into that bar Mm. and i was like oh it's the liquor that made him do that that gave him the confidence to walk up to that guy to say hey why don't you take on my wife mm -hmm, for a solo mm -hmm. gig i don't think he would have done that if he didn't have that liquid courage inside. but the fact that he was potentially drunk in that moment and it wasn't evident I think he has a real serious problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his yeah. father like, was an alcoholic. And he's been drunk, he said, for weeks. Yeah. Like, right. that's... Which we haven't really seen much of, except right. for the last, what, two episodes of season one where they mm-hmm. were very vaguely addressing mm-hmm. the alcoholism. And he was, like, drinking in the car. Right. I am yeah. interested, because this show is so much, like, tackling on hard issues, I... I'm interested to see how head-on they attack alcoholism and how it affects a family and how much they're going to draw this out. And how much it's hereditary. Like, he saw his Mm -hmm. father, and even though he thought his father was a bum and didn't even... I mean, last season, he didn't even tell his dad he was married. He went back to borrow money Mm -hmm. and didn't say he was married and had kids. And even though you can tell deep at the core he didn't want to be his father... Mm -hmm. 
he had, may have had no, no choice. But no, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I definitely think that's going to be his character flaw. And I think, like you said, as a result of it, we'll probably see some stuff play out over the course of the season. Just mm-hmm. definitely dealing with the alcoholism. But it's also interesting because the kids never... S- it doesn't seem like they saw that side of him. Yeah. Which is great. they always have good things to say about right. it. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how Jack and Rebecca, like, navigate that around the kids. Because we're, as kids, we understood things. Yeah. We and you pick up on things that your parents aren't telling you. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? You're yeah. going to see things for yourself, for sure. How old so. were they when they, he actually passed? Was it 13, 14, 17. 15? 17. I, I think that's what Kevin said in this episode. Oh, yeah. 17. He did say he uh, So it's been 20 years now. So John says that Milo is going to tell, like Milo said that Miguel's going to win this over, which I'm assuming they the show that's why I said earlier the show is making us not like him right yeah. which only makes me feel like there's the real story to Miguel and that he was obviously there they just want to make him look like the sideliner guy but I'm still j- team Jack for mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. <laughs> who was the other girl at the very end I couldn't catch it that was sitting on the couch next to Randall next to Randall I have no idea but she kissed his hand that is I such feel a good like maybe question. it's Miguel one, Miguel's daughter because doesn't he have two kids or he has one? I can't no, remember. Miguel's exactly. ex-wife. He got divorced from his yeah, wife. Yeah, but it was a kid. Right, right, right. It was a kid that was yeah, sitting next to her. Right. I think person. it was, it was maybe their his own daughter. Age. Oh, was it? I think it yeah. was maybe his daughter. I don't know, but that's fascinating to see that, I mean, there's another kid there, and mm-hmm. then obviously Kate knows. And was Miguel the one that told them? Because no right. Rebecca's driving he by had- the house... And, and I mean, someone did make a good stuff. point where they were like that Miguel gave them a place to live after their house is gone. Yeah, but... And... And... I thought last season that there has to be a reason that Jack and Miguel are friends. Because Miguel mm. can't be that bad of a guy if Jack... Is such a great is, person. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So but there has to just, be something there. They scripted him so bad. Like, do you remember even on Jack's birthday, Miguel's like, let's go, let's go for some drinks. And they showed him as, like, the guy that, like, flirts with women. And he's right, like, it's right. okay if I flirt. Where, like, mm-hmm. Jack is diehard. So, like, I'm... I'm, maybe we'll obviously we're gonna do predictions later. I just predict that they're just scripting him so bad, but only yeah. to like give us room to come up with Miguel. I agree, right? I agree, and I think that we'll we'll get to see some of Miguel's redemption this season, especially as they unfold the death of Jag, which is crazy, which and scary. All we know <laughs> is that there was a fire, right? And the That's house was burned down. Yeah. They're not gonna tell us anything this season. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling. Or at least wait to the very last episode and give us right. the biggest cliffhanger ever. Yeah. Oh my god! Last... That's what we thought it was going to be last season. Though I thought it was a car accident. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he was driving to the yeah. concert, yeah. I was like, "Oh god, yeah. this is when it happens." Because <gasps> wait, throwback. <laughs> though. I got really excited. Kate did say I was the reason why he died, so that's why I thought it was a car accident. Hello, time out. Yeah, oh, I didn't write down a prediction. Okay, oh, write that God. prediction down, girl, because I I need to know because I forgot about that because Kate was like feeling really bad when she talked to Toby and he said, "You mm. never told me how your father died." And she said, right. "I'm not ready to because I'm the reason why he died." And so when they led into the car when he was going to the concert and mm-hmm. she convinced him to go to watch mom, I was like, oh God, that's why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how does mm-hmm. she have to play in with, with this, this fire? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then why is she with Randall at Miguel's? And then... Why is he wearing a cast? Why, why is, right. is he wearing a cast? And making out with Sophie. Like, What's going on? So many questions. Oh, that was Sophie. That yeah. was Sophie yeah. because yeah. they were dating since they were right. little. Dude, that chick is ride or die. I'll tell you that much. She, she is. Yes. It's been, Sophie's been there from the beginning. She's not playing. So speaking of Kevin, 
we should talk about Kevin and... Because I'm dying to talk about Kevin and Kate. You, okay. you okay. love okay. Kevin. Hold on. Hold on. I do want to mention that last season on this after show, we had a resident Kevin hater. Mm-hmm. I'll be oh, that Okay, one. so now you'll be the resident. Okay. Sorry. So I now love, we have a new I, one. I love him. He's a fantastic actor. Fantastic. Love that. But the character itself, he's just a narcissist. <laughs> oh, my God. And completely like, there's nothing going on behind these eyes. So it's just like, I'm not a fan. Well, he I mean, has <laughs> semi-good intentions. Right. Semi. Every once in a blue moon. I, I mean, I think he's a necessary character. Yes, I think we need to see, because this is a per- there are these people in the world. We all have friends. We may have siblings who act this way. Oh but at God, the end of the day, he does he does pick up on certain things, even when, you know, he and Toby were going back and forth, and then he decided not to go out for a drink. You know what I mean? Because he was going to give them their moment to, to, you know, be together. So I don't think he's completely, like... I don't, oblivious to the world. I don't like Kevin to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. I don't like younger Kevin, which you can't really blame a child just in the fact that yeah. he saw his mom love someone else more than him. I can't imagine mm-hmm. how it feels. And I understand why she did it. Rebecca did it kind of like overcompensating for the fact that maybe mm-hmm. she felt guilt for not wanting him at first. Yeah. And like the kind of like the alienation from him, or, I mean, whatever you want to call it. But I feel like with Kevin, what I do respect about him is he's come such a long way. Yes, he still has, like, diarrhea of the mouth. <laughs> like, sometimes he says stuff, I'm like, really? You're 37 years old. Like, he must have known that it wasn't his place to do certain things. Like, and I feel like part of him wants to fight Toby <laughs> on the fact that, like, he feels like Kate is his. Mm-hmm, but it's mm-hmm. like, you have to love your sister enough to let her live. Like, mm-hmm. let her have a relationship. This guy clearly really cares about her. Don't and just it's like, burst in their apartment. Yeah. Right. In the morning or whenever. With like a right. spare key? Yeah. That was for emergencies. Emergencies. <laughs> Him doing that. I love Toby so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's so he's good. Great. He he's... brings a lot. I think he brings a lot to the show as well. Mm-hmm. Not just to Kate, but overall with his interactions, especially with um with Kevin. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like they have like a love hate relationship. A lot of the time you see them having moments where uh they hate each other, but then they come together. Like he had to ride with them and then they go to the audition. So they have a lot of good moments as well. Um, I was telling, I don't remember, um, I think I was talking to you. So I actually just did the NBC press tour for Mm -hmm. This Is Us. Um, I interviewed Chris Sullivan, which is Toby, and then I also interviewed Kevin. And the girl next to me was interviewing Kevin, and Toby kind of, like, walks behind him. And the girl is asking him, you know, a standard question you would ask Kevin is, how does it feel to be casted as the good-looking guy, and you're always casted in these good-looking roles? And Toby just sneaks up behind him, and he goes... That's until I walk into the scene. <laughs> it is so funny. And they actually, like, bantered. This is them in real life. Yeah. I could see the connection. And Toby, in real life, he's wearing a fedora hat, wearing, like, a floral collared shirt, has his nails painted, very stylish. Yeah. So it's a little blending of mm-hmm. fiction and reality. Yeah, so his <laughs> his personality is the same, and I feel like they had a very good relationship just from, like, the couple minutes I witnessed them banter back and forth. Mm-hmm. But he is hilarious. Yeah. Like, Toby is hilarious in person. That's what I love about the show is that it's, I mean, it's truthful in and Mm -hmm. of itself with the writing, but, like, the actors are just so present Mm -hmm. and very much themselves and willing to go those places that a lot of places, like, a lot of shows aren't right now. And, yeah, I love the, the trio, though, Kate, Kevin, and Toby. I'm interested to see... The soul love triangle. <laughs> and that's what it is, in a weird way. Because it is. you have a girl who 
has been dependent or codependent on her brother basically their whole lives. Yeah. And then you have this other man who she's completely in love with who props her up whether she needs it or not. And and so she's she doesn't know. And then we saw when she wanted to go back to the audition that she was like, I'm going to do this by myself. I don't need either one of y'all. I don't want to be caught. Don't follow me. Right. 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 Yeah. right. She said she shouldn't need to be. But in all reality, I mean, she does. Mm-hmm. And it's because of her relationship. So hopefully we'll get to see um, changes there, too. But they are kind of like a um, like a threes company, like but mixed they, up situation. They had a breakthrough. So on the couch, like. You know, Kevin opens up, puts his ego aside, talks about how I'm not a good actor and all I had in life is my sister. That's the only thing I've ever been good at is being a brother. Mm -hmm. And it's the times that you just can put your ego down and just (laughs) communicate. She's like, whether he means it or not, he definitely (laughs) opened himself up and admitted to his faults. He's not perfect. And then Toby was kind of like, you know what? You're right. You are her twin. You have been there for her. Because let's be real. I'm sorry. Toby also doesn't have a right that you just came into her life. Like what? In the last year? You're not going to erase the last 35 years of them basically being best friends. They lost a parent together. Like yeah. think about mm-hmm. what they've gone through together. And you're not going to come in and erase that bond. So it's I, I like that moment where they kind of like they said they're going to expand the cord. Yes. Mm-hmm. Stretch right. the cord. Exactly. Stretch. Exactly. Yeah. What were you going to say? I feel like you were holding something back over there. I was just going to say, Lena, you were saying that Kevin's a good brother. He, you know, that's the one thing that he knows how to do. To just a case. To a case. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> right. He is. I should clarify. Not so great to Randall. <laughs> right. He's trying to make it better. But And that was another thing that I didn't care for in this episode. Not that I'm critiquing the episode. Mm-hmm. But I didn't like that they spent their birthday apart again. Well, yeah. That's LA, how we started. Though. I know, but I just... I was like, man, last year, last season, they didn't celebrate their birthday together mm-hmm. because I think Kevin and Kate were still in L.A. then. And I was like, oh, I would love to see them, the three of All them together. together. Yeah. Yeah. But so that Sophie kind of made it. Out. Sophie, Sophie did Sophie make it. Girlfriend of right. the year. Yeah. make three. That's what I care about. <laughs> that, girl, that girl put up with the cheating guy, okay? You spent your whole life growing up with Kevin and... He cheats on her, they get divorced, and she's even willing to give him a second chance. And then the fact that she went out of her way, her mom has MS, she's sick, and still made it in time for his birthday, I think she's great. Yeah. I guess, yeah. But I do agree, someone in the I chat... Didn't need her to, to right? show. I didn't need her to show up. I was hoping it was Randall. <laughs> Not gonna lie. It's so I funny, someone did say on their... Um, that they did think the whole, like, Sophie thing kind of just came out of nowhere. And I kind of agree. Yeah. Yes, we, like, yeah. didn't know about Sophie. Here comes Sophie. One episode. And then the next somebody's on our doorstep. Like, if yes. only men were really She's like everywhere. that. Like, that quick to be like, I just thought about Sophie. Let me go back and get her. And then her actually come back yeah. to be with right. me that quickly. Like, okay, let's do this. Yeah. It's a little too perfect. Yeah. Which yeah. is not perfectly imperfect like every other relationship we've seen. Very true. In this, this show. True. That's the problem with them. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I do want to see the big three back together, though. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. Because I think that right now, they're as much as they're still like the core that's briefly holding them together, I feel like it's almost two completely separate entities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe that's reflective of their relationship all the way through their childhood. Oh, definitely. Because right. it seems like Randall was always outsider. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was loved by his parents. They mm-hmm. adored him. But he was always them and then the twins. Yeah. yeah. Him, twins. It was never... Even that scene in the movie theater mm-hmm. where Beth is... Not Beth. Rebecca is sitting between them. Yes. And then he's trying... But I think that also comes from the fact that 
and we didn't really talk about it, that Randall caught them Jack he was Rebecca there arguing. The yeah. yeah. So he, I think, was maybe trying to be more loving to his mother because he knew something that they didn't, that Kevin and Kate was didn't going know. On. Right. Yeah. But to that point, too, with their relationship with the big three, the reason that he was in a position to know something is because he is off to the side. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or he is in the house mm-hmm. and everybody's doing doing something else, doing their own thing. So Speaking of the big three, this is, I feel like, that underlying lesson in this episode, there's there's so many lessons, nurture versus nature, alcoholism, how it affects being adopted, fighting for love. But I feel like in the last three episodes before the last season ended and then mm-hmm. today's episode, as they're turning 37, I would say kind of close to the age that the parents had the kids mm-hmm. when they keep flashing back is feeling like you didn't do enough in life. Like you never pursued your dreams and gave up your dreams. We have Randall that just quit his job out of nowhere, which is so unlike him. He Mm -hmm. said he's always Mm -hmm. been pursuing and trying to achieve perfection. Yeah, Okay. Right. Then you have Kevin, who's come to terms with the fact that I'm not even a good actor. Like he's like, I'm more the hardest working person in the room. I'm sure he realizes he's just a good looking guy, which Mm -hmm. is why he gets all these roles. Kate, who's like, my whole life, I've wanted to be a singer. Mm-hmm. But all she keeps flashing back to is being that little girl at the pool with her letter. Mm-hmm. And the girl's telling her, like, we don't want to be your friend because you're fat. And then you have Rebecca, which they keep flashing back to, that wants to be a singer. Yeah. And then... I'm going to keep calling him Milo. It's so funny. <laughs> and then you have Jack, who we don't really see him regret regretting right. anything yet. Right. But I think we're about to. I think that's why he's been drinking so much that either maybe he doesn't feel like he's adequate enough as a father mm. because remember he had to go back to his daddy and borrow money. Yeah. What was yeah. his, and I'm forgetting, what was his original dream that he was going to do that he gave up because he went to that bar and met Rebecca? He was doing oh, something shady. That he was. was like, but he was trying to do something else. He gambling. wanted to get out of the town. He wanted to leave. He wanted to get the money and start up his own... I don't know, but I do know that know he wanted to right? do. I, w- I know he wanted to do at some point his own construction company. Right. Maybe that was right. it. I don't remember, but he did want to do something bigger, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and, and I never think that's did. What Rebecca was referring to mm-hmm. when he opened the door back up, and she was like, "You never had a chance. I wasn't the only one who lost my dream." Right. 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 I think that was what. So maybe we'll see. I think that's that. why we see the alcoholism in him is like he doesn't feel like he's good enough, in or as enough. a father, yeah. as a husband, or. Like, in his career. So, we've seen everyone and what they really want to be. And even with Rebecca, like, I know I'm, I've been jokingly giving her flack this whole time, but I give her props. You know, she never really was dying to have kids. She got pregnant. She freaked out because now yeah. she has triplets. And it's like their whole lives were turned upside down. And she was an amazing singer. And, you know, he kind of came at her and said, you should be ashamed of yourself or you should be embarrassed. You're singing in, like, a sparkly dress right. at the pub. Right, yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But it's like, what are you doing? What, how is there... There's no age on a dream. Right. Yeah. You should pursue your dreams no matter what. And I feel like that's the trend. It's, like, yeah. 37, married with three kids... Pursue your dreams. Yeah. And yeah. I think um, probably one of the best examples of like fulfill- or fulfilling your dreams, I feel, is Kate when she goes into the audition. And, of course, she has this complex with her weight. And then she gets mm-hmm. to realize, like, wow, at the end of the day, it's not even about my re- about my weight. It's yep. about my talent. So Which I can has work been her that. thing that's been holding her, her back, back this exactly, entire time. Exactly. I think it also reflects how much pressure each of these roles, these people are, are, are assuming. Like, you... 
Jack's yeah. a father figure, and he doesn't feel like we we put so much pressure on you're the father, so you must be the provider. You must be giving up this. You must right. do that. You must do that. And then same with the mother is that you should be perfect. You should always want your children. You should never doubt your children. Mm-hmm. You should always mm-hmm. be able to give up your dream to be a mother. And then you know there's so many different roles that we assume within the within people's like setups throughout life mm-hmm. and I feel like they're reflecting it very well within the show that people just can't add up to some of these like requirements yeah. that we put on ourselves. It's impossible. Yeah. Did you guys pay attention though that Jack when he was telling her I'm not coming home until I fix my problem. He said, mm-hmm. I've had a problem for a very long time. He's like, for years. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think his alcoholism started the day he went to his dad's house and asked him for money. Well, I think that there's something been, yeah. that triggered him to feel either inadequate or like less of a man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they did put so much emphasis on that. I remember that scene with the dad. I was like, this was a pretty long scene. Like, there's got to be a reason why they flashed to this. Mm-hmm. And so when he says, like, this has been such a long time, that explains why he wasn't coming home. And I, I think it was the day he went to go see his father. And Could he, be, yeah. Didn't he, and please correct me in the chat if I'm wrong, have a problem before that Rebecca, that he and Rebecca experienced when the kids were younger, if I'm not mistaken? He had started to drink heavily then, and she called him on yeah, it. Yeah, I think there yeah, was seven a years ago, right. when they had their argument. She he had a drinking problem for one year, seven years before. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. So Only this, reason why is because I've been listening to this. Like I watched the last episode again, so okay. it kept repeating okay. in my head. But yes. Well, I mean, he said it was a long time, so maybe he was just getting better at hiding it. Could have been. Yeah, yeah. It could have been yeah. over a period of seven years, and then something triggered him. But how do you? How does your husband come home drunk? smelling like liquor and you have no idea I, I kind of find that hard to believe so how is he hiding it there are ways like he showers and like cleans himself or before he gets the it's probably, it's probably not unrealistic to think that he would go out for a drink after work right like maybe just have a beer he, he was she was getting annoyed about it that he wasn't like coming home and stuff like that or mm-hmm. like staying mm-hmm. out later Hanging know. out with Miguel. But I guess that's why she called oh, him God. on it. Shade to Miguel, Miguel. Shade to Miguel. Shade to Miguel. We don't we'll like see. Miguel. Well, why don't we just go into predictions? Because I also Listerine. do want to get to... Listerine. Ding, 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 John. Listerine. There you go. Listerine. Done. Um, kind of talk about predictions, and then we'll go into the news, because there's a lot of good stuff yes. talking about the show right now. So I'm going to hop over to you for predictions because you got really excited when I wrote it Kate and all that good stuff. Okay, so I think the reason Kate feels guilty, and we now know that it was a fire, Mm -hmm. potentially, that killed Jack. Mm -hmm. Who knows still. But I think it's because maybe she left something on or plugged in or she left, she didn't turn the oven off or she didn't turn something off and it might have sparked. Like Jack might have fallen asleep and didn't realize. And then... From being drunk or not being drunk? (laughs) Okay. That is the question. I'm going to say from not being drunk. I agree. I feel like that'll be too on the nose if they're like, oh, alcoholism, and then that's what killed him. Yeah. I feel like it needs to be something like a, it had nothing to do with alcohol. Like he just went to sleep (laughs) and didn't know. What if he ran back in to go save her? I was going to say, I I would think that it's a, I don't know if he's saving her, but I would think maybe he's trying to put the fire out or save the house or I, I think it would be something like that. To, to be the cause. Mm-hmm. Like, him being the savior. Him trying to, to stop something from happening. I think, uh, so my prediction is that for sure, the way they're setting it up is that it has to do with this alcoholism, because literally they cut out to 
her knocking in the door, him getting in the car, and then fast forward to her in the car with a baggie of his stuff. Mm -hmm. So I feel like they're trying to have us think it has to do with alcoholism. It's going to end up not. I think it is going to have something to do with Kate, which is why she feels like she needs to be the one to go tell Kevin. Um, A longer, I guess I would say, idea that I have is what I Mm -hmm. said earlier, which they're setting us all up to not like Miguel. So I feel like we're going to find out that Miguel actually ended up kind of being the one that kept the family together. I don't want to admit that, but that's what I feel like is happening is that they're setting us up to think he's a guy that's shady with his wife and not a good person and kind of like always been eyeing Rebecca, but we're going to see that mm-hmm. he's ultimately been the one that's kept them together. And I mean, he must know he's never going to be Jack. I actually kind of feel bad oh, for Miguel. For, right. You're he never, never. going to be Jack. But that's interesting, too, because I think maybe we'll get to see, like, when they develop this relationship. Mm -hmm. I feel that he would be, he would, uh, he wouldn't just jump into it because he knows that there's this comparison to Jack. If I was him, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to get married to you. Well, he also did, there was a conversation between uh, Miguel and Kevin at one point. Yeah. Was it a birthday or it was, was it Christmas Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving? And he had the full conversation about like I'm trying to do the best I can to f- to fill the space that your father did, but I will never be right. that. Exactly. Those are very roundabout terms of what the whole conversation <laughs> was, but there was that conversation. So yeah. I'm wondering why Kevin held that animosity towards him that whole time, though. Because mm. Kevin's not that mature at the core. He has a very yeah jealous root and it has to do with the fact and I love that they have that about his character because you see him you're like oh he's an actor and he's famous and he's tall and he's handsome and it's all these things about the character but deep down inside he is just as insecure as Kate and I love that because people from a distance can see someone's life and be like wow their life is so amazing there's what could be wrong but really in reality at the core he's just as insecure as Kate so I feel like his hate for Miguel is kind of like his hate for Randall. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. Miguel came in and took the dad's place and Randall came in and took his place. And it's just a matter mm-hmm. of, it's really not Kevin's fault. Just not. I've seen a lot of adults that still are seeking their parents' love yeah. mm-hmm. at their age. Yeah, and I think it's such a powerful message that it doesn't matter how old you are, what happens in your childhood affects you at the core. And even as an adult, it comes back. Yeah. Like it never yeah, goes away. For sure. yep, you have yep. to address those situations. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I mean, the characters, your insecurities, you're, they're going to follow you until you get to the root of them and make changes. Yep. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Very true. Okay, predictions. Predictions. I'll let you go because um, I still don't so, have anything. You know what? I'm going to, I don't know if this is a good prediction, but I am going to predict that I believe that uh, Beth and Randall are going to adopt an older an older kid, maybe preteen. I think they're going to take somebody in. and Boy or a girl? Boy, because he wants a boy. I think it's going to be a, a black that's boy. That's crazy, though. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, a that's going to be hard. Because a boy with two young girls in your house? Thank you. I don't so mean to right. be weird and say that. Obvious, but I don't mean to be weird and say that, but I mean... But it sets up so many no, agree. stories, so many things to come out of not it. That, not that... I'm not saying anything. Like Not that a girl no, no, won't... No. But it's just to bring an older boy into a home, it's just... I mean, especially somebody that's exposed to life in that way, and you have two younger girls who aren't. Yeah. But I do think, um, I think that's why Beth is there 
as well. She gives that reminder, like, this is what you want to do. You want to see somebody be yourself. You want to raise yourself. Then let's really do it. Let's mm-hmm. find somebody who needs that help and give them a chance. Yeah. So yeah. I think that we might get to see that. And I don't think it's going to be easy, though. No. Oh, no. no, not no at all. They're not going to make this one easy. <laughs> I already know it. Their, their perfectly imperfect life is ready to, like, <laughs> be turned upside exactly. down. Yeah. I think Randall's going to continue to try to make his jokes, though. Like, this, oh my God. this episode he tried to, that's what she said, which I don't even think they're doing anymore. No. Like last year, he was trying to say lit. It was just a lot. He cannot help himself at all. Well, um, I agree with that. I think they will adopt an older child, Mm -hmm. which is exciting to see. I don't know how long it'll be until that happens, but I'm excited to see it happen because that's going to bring a whole nother conversation. Oh my gosh, so much drama. A whole nother bit of uh, you know challenges for them. Um, I'm interested to see where Rebecca and Miguel came together because we keep talking yeah. about Miguel and like his relationship with the kids but how how is a wife losing your husband mm. do you end up with his best friend yeah. yeah what brought you to that because to me and this is just from seeing season one there doesn't seem to be a love it just seems to be like a okay we're married it's a partnership yeah. Companion- like, companionship, companionship. Yeah, sure. and mm-hmm. i want to know what brought her to that because she seemed like such a strong-willed woman and a very independent woman at that even with jack mm-hmm. To end up having to, like, after that happened, and it kind of goes into my conversation earlier of how Mm -hmm. Rebecca's personality has changed and subdued so much since previously to younger Rebecca. So, I don't know. I'm interested to see that. And, obviously, why, uh, what happened with the fire? I don't think he was drunk. I think, to me, personally, that's just too on the nose. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's a whole conversation, mm-hmm. and you would automatically, like we saw in season one, we assumed it was a car accident. I just think it would have been, like, a fluke of, like, maybe he got better, and then all of a sudden, you're like, yes, he made it through, we're we're better, we're fine, yeah. we're getting where we need to be, and then all of a sudden, something devastating happens. And then maybe that's why... the. Rebecca had the reaction that she did when she pulled up to the house and she was like exactly because she was like things had just gotten you know, got back together and she's in a Steelers shirt mm-hmm. so yeah. did she go watch a game were they at a bar was she doing something because she only wears those during game days yeah, I, I feel like I feel like Rebecca to you know answer your thoughts on her I see a lot of regret in her eyes mm-hmm. not just missing Jack I feel like she maybe wishes she would have done things differently and mm-hmm. sometimes when you've lost someone you love, not even in death, like even in a relationship, you always go back and think how you could have done things differently. Mm -hmm. Like maybe she's like, if I had done this one thing that's different, he would still be alive or Mm -hmm. she regrets not telling him she loved him enough or letting, you know, she said it at the door. She's like, I shouldn't have never let you left to Miguel's house. Right. Right. So I feel like she just has a lot of regret and I will say, and this is probably the only time I'm going to give Miguel kudos unless they show me something different, <laughs> kudos to him for being with a woman that has a love for someone. You would think because he's dead, it's easier. It's even worse. Right. Yeah. You're exactly. like fighting a ghost. Yeah. yeah. Yep. yep. For sure. Because the ghost yeah. is perfect. He's dead. You can't even like... Exactly. There's nothing. There's exactly. nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Well, I feel like we could go on predictions all day long with this <laughs> show, and you guys can totally like continue to chime in, and we will go through all the comments later on. But I do want to touch a little bit on the news of this show, because mm-hmm. there's so much that's happened for this show, which is amazing. <laughs> oh, this is new. I haven't heard this one. Yeah. That's exciting. <laughs> um, but coming right off of the Emmys with all the Emmy nods to all of the incredible actors having an Emmy win, and then now I saw on Instagram today 
they have announced, and correct me if I'm wrong, guys, maybe I misread it, but it seems like they have a season three already announced. I mean, why would they not? Why would they not? I need to double check. (laughs) But yes, and it seems like the actors got a very nice bonus Mm -hmm. for coming on for season three, so congratulations to all of them for that. Yeah. Well-deserved, well-deserved. I'm interested to see what we do find out about the fire or where they're going to leave us off because we have a bunch of episodes for this season, but they're going into season three. I don't think they're going to tell us. I don't know. I read an article today that did say, I think they had a panel today, and um, the writer and the director was just saying that we are going to see a lot this season. Okay. The reveal dealing with the fire and, you know, Jack's death. So. Yeah. Well, I found the article. It's from Hollywood Reporter, and it said, Ready for Pearson's Family Return Tonight. This Is Us was just renewed for third season, and then the cast was rewarded with $250,000 bonuses. Wow. So, wow. It's a yeah. nice bonus. Yes. Yeah. And they deserve it, for sure. That's how they're renting out those sushi restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> Just one paycheck, done. What about you? You had some yeah, news, too. Yeah, a couple other pieces of news. Um, they'll actually be filming in London. We'll see <gasps> really? Ron Howard. Wait, what? We'll see Ron Howard again later this season. What? And to meet his schedule, because he's directing Han Solo, oh. they're going to actually be in London filming. So oh that's my pretty God. exciting. Yeah, and news. who else are we seeing, too? Sylvester Stallone. Kevin, they said. Mm-hmm. That should be interesting. Yeah. yeah. I want to see that. How And then Rocky. one more congratulations to Dr. K, Gerald McGraney, who won the Creative Emmy for Best Drama Guest Actor. Ooh. Oh, so wow. just awards yes. all around. Nice. They deserve yes. it. Yes. Best awesome show. show. And Milo was actually nominated for the award that Sterling won. Best mm-hmm. husband so, of the year? No. <laughs> Husband of the decade. That, that, but best lead actor as well. We need more. Outstanding lead actor. Milo's in the world. And both of the females were nominated as well. Mandy Moore was nominated as well as Chrissy Let me clarify. Not more Milo's, more Jacks. More Jacks. We don't know Jacks. No offense, Milo. We don't know what you're really like in real life, but more marriages. So the percentage of divorces can go down. Yeah, that needs to happen. And Mm -hmm. they were also on, was it Jimmy Kimmel? Jimmy yeah, Kimmel. They Jimmy were Kimmel? J- yeah. No, Jimmy? sorry, Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy tonight. Fallon. The, mm-hmm. One of the Jimmys. Yeah. Sorry, Jimmys. I love you both. <laughs> Had to keep it in the NBC family. Exactly. exactly. Of course, of course. Right. And then they also did like a behind the scenes after show tonight, after the first episode, which I'm going to go watch after oh, this. Oh, yeah. After our after show. I hope they'll do it every week so we can... Yeah, they did it last week. season. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. See, yeah. I watched all mine online last year. This is the first time I get to watch things live. The, yeah. the, oh, the wow. after show to this after show. First yes. you watch this one and then this you go to that one. Then watch that one. Got it, guys? Yes, yeah. Great. It'll work. Fantastic. <laughs> um, so thank you guys so much for tuning in for episode one. We're so excited to go on this journey with you. Lots of Kleenexes, lots of tears, <laughs> I'm sure. Um, and be sure to chime in on the conversation. Join us on the YouTube chat. Find me on all of my social media. Again, my name is Candace Cruz. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Candace R. Cruz. You can follow me everywhere at Keith underscore Andre. And I'm Lena Nori. You can find me everywhere on social media at Lena Nori. And don't forget to tweet me your thoughts. On Miguel. (laughs) (laughs) Same. Not about Miguel, but tweet me your thoughts. Erica Shannon at Miss Airy Baby. She wants to know how Kevin treats, what you guys think about how Kevin treats Randall. That's what she wants to know. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. There you go. All (laughs) all the questions. So we'll see you next week, guys. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. 
I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.